Welcome to the Women in STEM podcast. I am your host, Kelly. Hello, Jessica. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Thanks so much for having me on Women in STEM. My name is Jessica Davis. I am from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I am Haitian by birth and have been working as a career strategist and resume builder technically since 2020, um, but have been supporting my friends and family and colleagues since about 2015 in career transitions. I also work in education policy during the day with a State Department of Education agency where I work on projects related to diversity, equity, and inclusion at the K through 12 level. Monday through Friday, I am a day trader and investor and I scalp and swing trade options. And I use those gains to make long-term investments in companies I love like Apple, AMD, Boeing, Roblox, to name a few. Um, I education-wise have a bachelor's degree in legal studies a master's in education and a master's in business administration and a certificate in strategy. So I'm busy. Wow, you have so many accomplishments. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like to talk about myself, but <laughs> it's all there. No, we, we need to hear more about what women in, you know, what women are doing. And we definitely are very proud of you and your achievements. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. And so with regards to resumes, can you explain to us what's the purpose of resumes and why companies need them for interviews and the application process? Yeah, for sure. So the purpose of a resume essentially is to just provide an overview of your professional qualifications. So that includes your relevant work experience um, and your skills. When you're applying for a job, a resume provides recruiters and hiring managers a summary of your capabilities. And then it also lets them have a preview of the potential you can maybe bring to the new role. So when you're applying for or interviewing for a new opportunity, it's definitely important for you to get to know the employer and interview them just as much as they're interviewing you. While they're asking you questions about your skills, accomplishments, experiences, um, you may also ask your interviewer or interviewers questions about the company culture, mentorship and development opportunities, and the company's vision for the future. So you can also use this interview as an opportunity to ask questions about the role and projects you may work on, maybe the org chart, so the resume kind of is what will get you to the door. It's what tells them a little bit about yourself and piques their interest um, as to who you are and why you may be a good fit for the role. And when you get into that interview, they will be asking you questions, but also it's an opportunity for you to showcase and highlight who you are and then ask questions of the interviewer as well about the company and about the position so you can see if that's a good fit for you too. Yes, I definitely think that what you said is definitely great. And a lot of the time people don't see the other side, usually because, you know, they're interviewing and they really want a job and they forget to interview the company as well. And you really have to make sure that the company that you're interviewing for, that it's a good fit for you because you're also going to be working there for quite some time. So definitely try to ask them questions that you would find very important for the type of job that you want as well as for your well-being as well 
for sure. I agree with that 100%. And how do you recommend that people keep track of all their application processes? Yeah, so when you are looking at your applications, um, when you apply for a job, typically you create a username and passwords on the company's applicant portal. So some examples of portals are Taleo and Workday and Oracle. And so when you complete your application, you'll likely see a progress bar and that'll inform you how far you have come in the application process, how far you have to go, as well as categories completed versus categories remaining. So once your application is completed, you can go back and track your application status and make edits if you need be, if need be. Um, it's also likely that you will receive an email confirmation notifying you that you submitted your application successfully. So if you're applying to different positions, for me, I find it help helpful to keep track of them in a spreadsheet. When I was looking for jobs, I had a spreadsheet on my laptop and it was called just something simple job application tracker. And it had columns with um, things I wanted to know during the process that I wanted to keep tabs on, such as um, assessments I have to complete, interviews, and then of course the job that I, the company and the role that I applied for, the location, um, if I had submitted thank you letters, if I had any offers, any interviews. Um, and it just helped me to know what was going on in every step of the process for every role that I applied for. And I also color coded them in red, yellow, and green. So if I was rejected, I knew my application, I would highlight it in red. And if it was pending, it was yellow. If I got to the next round, it was green. And it kind of helped me to gauge where I am um, and manage my time a lot better as well. Yes, I definitely think that it's important to keep track of applications because oftentimes people tend to put in a lot of applications and then they forget about it and you might actually miss out on opportunity because you've forgotten about that application. So definitely make sure to keep that in mind. For sure. And what resources would you recommend for somebody to improve their chances of getting the job that they want? Yeah, so LinkedIn.com is my number one go-to for digital representation and definitely being able to be discovered by recruiters. So try to make yourself visible on the platform. You can work towards being a, plat a thought leader if you choose, but try to post at least once a week and engage with other users' um, content as well. I also like Indeed.com because you can build a profile there and receive messages from recruiters and apply directly to open positions. And another great resource is jobscan.com where you can um, upload your resume and job a job description and they will give you a percentage where you can see how much of a match you are to the role. And they also give you a list of keywords that you could potentially use to boost your resume. And also if you are on the social media platform Clubhouse, there are a lot of great uh, rooms that occur. Um, myself and some people that I know do career rooms. There's a young man named Jarrett. He does um, this uh, room called CH Tech Careers, where you can literally connect with recruiters and pitch yourself. And so many people have gotten jobs from that. So I definitely think um, LinkedIn, Indeed, Clubhouse right now are my top three tools for job seekers. Yes, I definitely recommend Clubhouse. I remember when I first joined, I thought that it was just 
another social media app but it definitely can be impactful for you getting a job for you not only um, being able to connect with career advisors but also to learn about other um, people's experiences and their interview techniques etc so I definitely would recommend it and what do you think that you should prioritize throughout the application um, process and what should you make sure to keep most up to date Okay, yeah. So one of the most important things I consider to have on your resume and cover letter um, is to have your cover letter and resume updated to reflect each position you are applying to. I never advise people to have just one resume and applying to every single position with one resume. Um, ideally, you want to have one resume for each industry or job type you are applying for, even though that sounds like a lot. Um, but different industries utilize different keywords. So that's why that is important. If you submit the wrong resume that does not have the relevant keywords to the role, it's possible that your resume won't even get discovered and you won't populate as a match as for the role, even if you qualify. Um, another thing I would say prioritizing is having an all-star LinkedIn profile. So what that means is having a profile that is complete and is visual and captures all aspects of your pro professional life. Um, LinkedIn is the largest professional networking platform in the world and they have over 800,000 users now. And it's a tool that recruiters use to source candidates for open positions. Um, it kind of functions like part social media, part resume, because they have features where you can share and post content with your LinkedIn connections. Um, but it also has a job search feature and a learning platform where users can learn new skills, earn certificates, and showcase um, these skills and certificates on their profile. So when recruiters are searching, they will often utilize specific keywords to their industry um, to find quality candidates. And the more you optimize your profile, and for, inform, this will inform the recruiters that your skills, experiences, accomplishments, aspirations, et cetera, are a match for the role they're looking to fill. Um, and so your profile will be more searchable. And then also, LinkedIn is not just for job seekers. Um, entrepreneurs use this tool as well to source clients. So that's just another way to look at it. Um, it's like your digital resume. You can use it for job seeking. You can use it for personal branding. And you can also use it if you have like a product or service. So I definitely recommend getting those, uh, those things prioritized. And I think you kind of covered it with your answer, but how important would you say having a social media presence like LinkedIn is? Yeah, I think your social media presence is extremely important um, because it helps curate your digital brand. So it's like your digital identity and it allows people on the web to know who you are and what you represent. So when you're job searching, I definitely recommend keeping things professional to prevent being rejected from roles you may qualify for. So avoid things like cursing, you know, drugs and alcohol, speaking on race, religion, and sexuality. Um, your professional profiles, such as LinkedIn, should definitely focus more on highlighting your professional side. So your skills, experiences, articles relevant to you and your industry, 
um, and then also connecting with other professionals. Whereas you have profiles like Facebook and Instagram that can be a little bit less professional and more personal. Um, definitely, if you plan on getting a little on the raunchy side on your profile, I recommend making your profile private or limiting who can access and view your profile, um, limiting it to your core audience so that uh, recruiters are not um, alarmed <laughs> when they have a look because they are looking. Yes, you definitely made some great points. And circling back to the resume, how do you think that one can improve their resume and what type of keywords would you recommend using? Yeah, great question. So when you are creating your resume, a good rule of thumb is to scan the job description for any relevant keywords and skills. So depending on the role or industry, your resume should have a variety of keywords that speak to your ability. So for your exam, for example, if you're looking for a project management role, your resume can include words like analysis, leadership, strategic planning, status updates, uh, budgeting, um, things that are just relevant to your day-to-day -day activity, to overall um, umbrella of the industry. Um, pay attention to words relevant to your potential, like I said, day-to-day, -day, just over a high level for the activities that you are covering. Um, in this position because that's what's going to make you searchable. Um, recruiters don't like to waste their time, so they are looking for those keywords and they are looking for people they know that will be able to fulfill these different tasks when filling a role. So it's absolutely in your best interest to um, utilize those to improve your resume. And do you have any tips for the interview process, especially for people who might be extremely nervous or get nervous during interviews? Oh, yeah, for sure. Interviews are very nerve wracking. And I am someone that absolutely gets nervous during interviews. But for me, what I would say um, what works when um, I'm preparing for an interview, I try to learn as much as I can about the company before the interview. I learn about their policies, their culture, their history, their portfolio, their financial performance, leadership, new initiatives, any social uh, corporate responsibility initiatives they have. Um, and furthermore, if you are fortunate to make it to the interview stage, that means the company is expressing confidence in your ability to be successful in the role you are applying for. So you should definitely be proud of yourself because you beat out other candidates that did not make it as far. Um, secondly, definitely research the role. Identify any skills and experiences you need to highlight to successfully demonstrate during that interview that you are a good candidate. And have a story that you can reference where you identify um, the situation, task, action and results of the scenario. This is known as the STAR method and it is a um, one of the preferred interview models because it kind of helps your interviewer get to a good understanding of your impact on your roles and how you were able to overcome different challenges. Um, lastly, I will say don't overthink, uh, get some rest the night before, wake up and do something that puts you in a good mood um, eat a good breakfast and get ready to rock your interview. That sounds fantastic. And I definitely recommend the STAR method. So throughout your experience, have you noticed if there's a difference between men and women's applications, how they're received, how they're processed? 
Um, do you have any insight that you would be able to give us? Yeah. Um, so while there are technically no differences between men and women in the application process, we have been in this fight for gender pay equality and have come a long way. However, still in 2021, women still make 82 cents for every dollar a man makes, according to pay scale. So we still have some work to do. Um, we still have to work a little bit harder to compete for the same opportunities as our male counterparts. And speaking from personal experiences, there are some other um, challenges and barriers that you know women face in the workplace and in the job ac application process. Um, I could share a personal story. For example, when I was uh, pregnant with my son, I was um, flying back and forth to interview for different roles, and I was pregnant, and I had to wear like big baggy clothes for my interviewers to not know that I was pregnant. Um, and it's unfortunate, but this is, you know, some of the challenges that we have to overcome in the job search and even in the workplace. And I hope that we can continue to make improvements so that uh, there is some equity going on and we don't have these huge gaps in pay and, you know, experiences in the workplace. Wow. Thank you for sharing that personal story with us. Thank you. I definitely found it very insightful. And a lot of the times why people don't apply for jobs sometimes is because they fear getting rejected. And sometimes with uh, the application process, you might go and get an interview and you might get rejected. So how do you recommend people handle rejection and how should they um, look about going about going back into the interview process once they've received a rejection? Yeah, that is definitely a part of the process that uh, is not spoken about enough. Um, to handle re rejection, it's important to just not let it get you down. There is a saying that when you get knocked down nine times, you get up 10. And yes, that is Cardi B. Um, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> rejection just means that the role and the company were just not right for you at the time. So don't be afraid to go back to the drawing board and don't be afraid to ask for feedback from your interviewer because they might be able to provide you with some insightful resources or knowledge on how to improve for your next interview. And just remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So get back on the court, ball out, go back and do it again. Eventually, you will find the opportunity that is for you. Yes, definitely. You definitely miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And how do you think that somebody who's early um, in their career versus um, 10 years plus, will they experience a difference in the interview process or during the application process? Is there like differences? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a person with more experience is definitely likely to have like a longer resume. And it is also likely your interview will be longer and more difficult because with industry experience um, or with more experience in general, you're expected to know more. Um, and then also an experienced person's resume uh, will be probably longer as there are more roles, more um, different skills and accomplishments to cover. So it's definitely um, when you are interviewing, whether you're new or experienced, to go back 
um, before an interview and read the description of the skills required for the position um, so you don't have to um, or are able to provide explanations for gaps between your resumes and the role. And so when applying for a job, it's ideal that you submit a one-page resume because recruiters only look at your resume for a few seconds, to be honest with you. But when you are going into that interview phase, if you are able to provide a longer resume or a supplemental um, piece of piece to show who you are, like a LinkedIn profile or a professional um, website or a professional portfolio, that's good too. Um, because your resume, again, is very condensed. So it's very hard to condense 10 years into a resume. Um, so if you want to have those additional pieces, definitely do that uh, to supplement who you are and the work that you do. The thing about new, newer people coming into uh, an industry, early career, you're definitely, you not expect to get paid as much as a person that um, has 10 or more years experience, but it's still good to get into the habit of learning about what is a expected compensation for this role, for this industry, learning negotiation skills, because you don't want to come in and, you know, be lowballed. And then you are constantly sprinting every year to make up for that. Um, so definitely focus on uh, the questions that they're going to ask during the interview, if it's a technical interview, absolutely practice those skills that you're going to be asked to showcase during the interview. And don't neglect practicing your negotiation skills because that will come in handy as well. And if you are able to get on the higher end of the uh, salary spectrum, it will set you up for a um, future where you will be more likely to make more to compensate, be compensated more anyway. So. Those are just some things to consider. Yes, and do you have any recommendation of any resources that people could use to help improve their chances um, throughout the application and interview process? Yeah, absolutely. So LinkedIn is my number one for digital representation and being able to be discovered by recruiters. You can make yourself uh, visible on the platform by being a thought leader. I definitely recommend trying to post at least once a week. Engage with other users' content as well, because the more you like people's things, the more likely they are to follow you and like your content as well. And I also like Indeed.com um, because you can also build a profile there and receive messages from recruiters apply directly to positions. Um, another good resource I like is jobscan.com. They have a tool where you can upload your resume and job description and see how much your resume matches the role and get keywords to boost your resume. And then, yeah, I definitely would recommend if you are actively job searching, Clubhouse is actually a really good tool because there are rooms um, that are hosted by myself and people that I know on Clubhouse, like Jared or Christian or Tiara or Manny or Nikita. These are all amazing people that um, have different tech rooms, different recruiter rooms, interview rooms, where you can literally connect directly with a recruiter from some amazing companies. So if you're not on that app, I would check it out as well. Wow. Thank you for taking the time to um 
come and give us all this information. I think it's definitely very insightful and necessary for women in STEM. How best can people contact you and connect with you? Yeah, I'm really happy to have been hosted. Thank you so much. This was fun. Um, my social medias, let's see, you can check out my website, which is resumebadge.com. So if you're looking to pivot your career, if you're looking to get some interview preparation or support with your resume or LinkedIn, you can find um, some tools and resources there. Um, and you can schedule consult consultation with me on my Calendly which is calendly.com slash resume badge. And my social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, <laughs> resume badge. Um, you can also email me at info at resume badge.com. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com slash Jessica Davis, M-E-D. And yeah, I'm so happy to have been here. I will be having a range of more episodes in the future, so please make sure to subscribe. And if you would like to connect with me and the speakers, please make sure to follow me at Kelly underscore engineer. See you soon.